Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. AFLW, we're heading into the draft. It is occurring Wednesday, June 29th at 7pm Eastern. And to help me and you work our way through who are the players to watch, who's going to get who, uh, Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum has been good enough to join us once again on the Overnight Crowd. Alex, thank you for your time. Always happy to be here and yeah, plenty to talk about um, with the draft coming up. It's very, very exciting. Plenty of new players getting their way onto lists and of course, as we talked about last week, four new teams means plenty of spots to fill. And you say that, so four new teams, the first 13 picks of the draft are dedicated to those new teams in an order that was created via some sort of algorithm to do with who they'd already signed. I'm not even going to go into the the maths behind (laughs) any of that but who are you expecting to go first? We think it's Ham, isn't it, with the fact that she's nominated to Sydney and they've got the first selection? Yeah, well, that was a bit of a bombshell last week, um, but I couldn't see it really being anyone other than her. They've pretty much solidly locked her into one of those um, first few picks they've got, whether they take her or Sophia Hurley or Dali Goldsworthy with the first pick. It really doesn't matter in the end because the Giants... I think they've got about three or four before the Giants, so they shouldn't really have to stress about those um, top few. But in terms of talent, I'd definitely be going um, ham first. She's torn up the NAB League um, basically all season long. She's going to be an absolute force, 179 centimetres, two plays as an inside midfielder. Um, she's a very similar mould to Charlie Robottom, so there's no doubt she's going to be 100% the top pick. Similar in mould and in mindset, the fact that nominating outside of her home state, the same way as Robottom went to Gold Coast last year and had a fantastic first season at AFLW season, it's interesting that that's occurred for us now two seasons in a row. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I'm very, very keen to hear from her and some of the other girls that nominated to uh, head up to different states um, what sort of put them over the line because, yeah, we sort of, um, got that bombshell last year with Charlie Rowbottom and yeah, as you said, a similar sort of story. So I think from the outside, you've got to say that points to Sydney, um, having done something right already before they've even played a game if um, players want to move up there. So hats off to them. Um, and <laughs> teams like Essendon and Hawthorne are going to be uh, a little bit salty that they missed out on these talents for sure. Will Hawthorne get the second selection? Are you hearing any uh, preferences for them? Uh, looking at the players, obviously still available in that sort of top 10 area for Victoria, uh, I think Jasmine Fleming's going to be a really strong option for them there. Another midfielder um, grew up a Hawks supporter, so there's no doubt that she's going to be keen to, to get to the club, and I think they'd be very, very happy to have her. Obviously, the name rings a few bells for any uh, cricket fans out there in the world, um, daughter of Damien Fleming, but um, yeah, she's got some real sporting pedigree in her family. Um, her mum, of course, Wendy O'Donnell as well. So, 
Um, plenty of talent in that bloodline, but she'll be absolutely up there. Racks up the disposals, racks up the clearances, can also push forward as well. Really versatile option for Hawthorne to get in there. And I selfishly, I can't wait to have Damien Fleming as a voice to do with AFLW because that man entertains <laughs> me no end um, with his takes on, on cricket as well. So I'm actually looking forward to, to that connection coming through. Uh, Port Adelaide have the third selection. You know, they have Aaron Phillips already, a huge draw card across there. Who is in their sights for their first selection? Yeah, when everybody's been talking about South Australian talent, the the one name that's been at the very top of that list is Hannah Ewings. Uh, basically, the past few months since the uh, the under 18s and the state league started for the girls, she's been absolutely fantastic as an early inside mid. And looking at Port Adelaide's list, um, I think they haven't really brought in that big star inside midfielder. Uh, I think she'll be a player that will be that in the future for them. She's drawn comparisons. Um, to the likes of Anne Hatchard, which is very, very promising um, for Port Adelaide in the future. Uh, without a doubt, she'll be the top South Australian pick. Now, Essendon have picked number four, a team I know you've been following closely. Who do you hope they select at number four? Uh, what they will do and what I hope they will do are probably two different things. Um, there's a couple of really, really strong Victorian talents in there. I think it's probably weighing up between Charlotte Baskaran or Mackenzie Erdley. I think Erdley fits what the Bombers need. Um, she's a key defender, really versatile, tall, though. She can play up in the ruck, um, which is something the Bombers are probably looking for as well, to land another ruck in this draft. But at the same time, Baskaran is probably the midfielder I've been highest on um, basically the entire NAB league. She was kicking goals for fun. Um, while playing as an inside midfielder. So that's a trait that you really, really enjoy. I was seeing her kicking bags of four, bags of five um, a couple of weeks. So I think if you're looking at a midfielder, she's one that you've got to really want to land. But um, for what the Bombers need, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for early first, but they have to then be content with the fact that Hawthorne are pick six and might snap Baskaran up. So uh, a bit of a juggling act there, and I'm not too sure which way they'll go, but one of those two, 100%. Now, this is when it then repeats. So Sydney gets the next selection again, then Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, Essendon, and so forth until we get to pick number 13 or 14, I believe, the way it goes. Now, with the fact these expansion sides have that additional selection of the top talent, what does that mean for the existing sides and their plans and how they plan on on who's going to be available? Because it must be difficult to know who's going to be able to to even be there on your list um, that you can grab? Yeah, well, like I said, GWS don't enter the draft until the fifth New South Wales selection. Obviously, we know three of the players Sydney are going to take um, with Goldsworthy, Hurley and Ham. But yeah, then there's two New South Wales talents they can look at as well along there. I don't know whether they'll take them at five. It really doesn't matter, like I said, the order. Um, but GWS definitely don't have a chance to, to get the best of the best in, which given the state of their list, they'd probably be hoping so. Similarly for teams like Carlton and St Kilda, who we might be expecting to be around the lower end of the Victorian sides uh, this year. They don't enter until the 7th and 8th Victorian picks. Um, the Bulldogs are 10th. So a few teams that are going to be affected a little bit by these teams coming in and uh, it, look, it's going to be pain, I think, for a couple of them for the next few years. The Saints especially, while they did manage to bring in some good players in the trade period, I thought they did not too bad uh, with getting some talent in there. 
that's six of the best Victorian players that they already have to miss out on. And the Victorian pool's pretty deep. I think they'll still end up with a couple of good players. But, um, yeah, that's sort of the, the price of expansion, I guess. And when you look at Adelaide, not that they really need too many players in regardless. They don't come in until the fifth South Australian pick. So Port have six of the first seven in South Australia. So they're pretty much taking up the whole draft for themselves. I wonder how long it'll take for the competition to shift back into um, a national draft as opposed to the state-based pools. Any thoughts yourself on when that should occur? Yeah, I think um, 2026 should be the aim, that fully professionalised era that the the AFL is currently gunning for. You'd have to think with full professionalism, players getting paid um, a lot more than they currently are and, you know, full-time contracts, that kind of thing, that would be the time where they could, you know, uproot and go wherever they need to across the country. For now, it's clearly something that, you know, only the, the girls who really are committed to, to moving into state or are really desperate for that shot um, somewhere else who do nominate uh, basically every state um, will do. So I think it's still a few years away, but once we get there, hopefully it's not too much mm. Um, not too all over the place with these teams that are going to suffer in the short term and it's not too little too late. Uh, so hopefully the competition doesn't take too much of a, a little bit of a turn <laughs> by that point. Yeah, he's hoping now, just to repeat, it is the AFLW draft coming up on June 29, which is Wednesday night, 7pm Eastern. So we know that Sydney have the first five selections out of the Sydney State um, Pool you know, Port Adelaide for the South Australian two teams there have the first two before Adelaide Crows get a look in. In Victoria, Hawthorne and Essendon um, basically have the first six of that selection before other teams start to come into the selection as well. So maybe if we just have a very quick chat for our Brisbane fans and our or our, our Queensland fans and our Western Australian fans, West Coast Eagles have the first few selections of the West Western Australian pool. Who do you think is going to go number one out of WA? Well, uh, like I said before, um, with South Australia, Ella Roberts for Western Australia is the name that has been on everybody's lips. She, Since she really cracked onto the scene a couple of years ago um, as an under-16, she's had all eyes on her because she is an absolute gun of a player. Another one of those midfielder forward types who she can run through the middle playing as an inside mid. You can put her in the forward line and she'll be handy for a few goals. Um, people are even saying that she might be the best player in the draft pool full stop. Um, and you know, she's been playing as a tall forward. She's been playing as an inside midfielder, which is very, very scary. She can run along the wing as well. Um, th- this modern type of midfielder forward is going to start dominating the AFLW very, very soon. They're just they're a different breed. And I think Rowbottom was one of the first signs of that. And suddenly we're going to have them running around everywhere. Um, so without a doubt, uh, West Coast are taking her first. Second, um, Lauren Waxer's another name that's been... Um, very much out there in terms of a, a taller uh, ruck option. She's 180 centimetres where she predominantly has been playing for South Rio. And I think given that Paris Laurie just retired uh, about two weeks ago, I think they'll be definitely looking to get her in uh, and build up their tall stocks once again. After that, it probably gets a little bit harder. Um, it's a little bit thin in WA this year. One of the names that I've heard is Abigail Bushby, um, potentially coming in. Uh, I think she can slot into the forward line, which would do nicely for a West Coast team that hasn't been particularly high scoring, uh, sort of a medium forward type. Could be a good pairing with Amy Schmidt in there. So I would expect those three to be the ones the Eagles would look for uh, with those first three selections. 
And then Frio sit on that whole idea of just waiting and seeing what's left for them and where they get to make <laughs> their selections as well. Uh, Queensland's the other side. We haven't really, or the other area we haven't really looked at. Who do you think is going to go number one up in the Queensland state? Alana G uh, is the one that will be 100% going Gold Coast's first selection. Uh, she's got a great character about her, was the captain of the, the Queensland team, um, the under-18s team, I believe, and I've seen a few interviews and things with her, and she's a very, very well-spoken um, young lady. She's got a bit of character about her, which I think is great for a team like the Suns, who are clearly building a bit of culture there with their young players. Uh, so her and the midfield group will be fantastic, especially without um, the Levi girls once again. Jackie Yorston making her way to Port Adelaide. I think she'll slot straight into there. Uh, so Suns fans can definitely look forward to her coming in at their first pick. Um, after that, unfortunately, Fleur Davies, who was a very high-ranked prospect uh, out of the Queensland pool, is going to be heading to New South Wales. So she will not be available. A ruck forward, uh, they would have liked to have her as a tall forward with Sarah Perkins gone, but unfortunately she'll either be heading to the Swans or GWS, uh, which means someone like Imogen Evans could be available as well, just uh, build up the midfield stocks um, a little bit more. She's a bit more of an all-rounder, less of an inside pure type, so they could really play her anywhere in there. Um, and then the Lions will have to wait as well uh, until the third pick. Now uh, They've got a few academy girls, though, who I think they'll definitely be looking at um, throughout the draft. You know, it's great for the Suns and the Lions. They do have access to these academies now, and they are building up a strong pool of talent. Um, Charlotte Mullins is one of those who uh, is definitely on radar, 167 centimetres, so more of that uh, old-school midfielder type where she might not be the, the 479, 180 uh, tall um, star midfielder, but given they just lost Maria Maloney, a little bit of their midfield depth gone, so I think she'd be a great selection for their first pick. Well, Alex, it's been great to speak to you again on the Overnight Crowd. I hope you have a great time covering the draft on Wednesday and uh, it'll be interesting to see if any uh, Smokies get thrown up or if it just sticks to tried and true, what everyone's thinking. Thanks, Alex, for your time. Thank you for having me. Alex Catalano joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. The AFLW Draft, it's on June 29, Wednesday, 7pm Eastern. Thanks for your company so far on the Overnight Crowd. Keep it coming. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.